Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. Beautiful people. Welcome back to another season of Who Can Relate. This is the third season. This is part one. I have been gone for quite some time, and this time I'm not sorry for that. (laughs) Let me start off with that. I've been very productive with my time off. Uh, It's been a lot of healing, a lot of maturing, a lot of learning, more importantly, a lot of unlearning, a lot of um, quality time spent, and so on and so forth, and I feel like I'm back better than ever, and I'm really excited to give you this full season. And again, this will be part one of, of the full season, but uh, it's going to be good. It's it's going to be different than the past. This time I have Shay as my full-time co-host. And I just want to explain a little bit of kind of what's to come here this season. Let's start with, with part one. So part one is going to be a little bit different. I have Shay and I, we're going to go over eight different topics. I, I believe they're, they're pretty strong, powerful topics and, and ones we can all relate to, whether you're in a relationship single in a marriage, just coming off of of a breakup, etc. Now, part two is going to be Shay and I as well, still, but with a guest. Maybe one guest, maybe two guests, maybe three guests. You have to wait to find out when this part two will come out. You also have to wait to find out. (laughs) I have filmed two of the seven for part two, so it'll be 15 total for season three, eight in part one, seven in part two. And I I just thought this would be a really cool, unique way. I've never seen this been done before in the podcast world. Whether that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing, we will soon find out. And the algorithm, we'll see how it holds up. But I just thought, you know what? I personally learn the most when I'm able to binge something, whether it's a book, TV show, etc. And I thought, why not create it with who can relate? I mean, I am my own boss. I I make the schedule. I do what I want to do. So why not? So I hope it works that well for you. Um, when it comes to being able to binge, being able to retain so much more information. Uh, so in this way, you don't have to worry about, it's Tuesday, it's JD put on an episode, what's going on? This is just all at once. Here you go, have at it, and binge a little heart out. So without further ado, let's kick off season three, part one. It's your boy, Portuguese lover. Have fun. masters sayonara i was a little worried that you were going to keep that on in the background all right 
Do I have anything in my teeth? No. Well, we're back. We are back. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I've waited a long time. <laughs> yeah, sure you have. Um, <laughs> well, this will be the... Um, Start. The beginning. Yeah, kind of just like the intro. Why don't you start us off? Uh, that's not fair. Why? I don't know where to start us off. I'm not a good... What have you been up to? What, where did we last leave off? Conflict resolution. Didn't we already come back from Hawaii? Yeah. So we've already talked about... I mean, we didn't talk about Hawaii, but... I can go first. Um, it's not that hard. <laughs> no. Um, lately, as I've been very, um, I guess, kind of vocal and also I've been posting a lot, um, really serious about my 2023 resolutions. Every month I'm choosing a different one. Uh, this is now April. My April resolution is to meditate every day for at least 10 minutes. Um, January, for anyone who doesn't know, was the 5 a.m. club. Um, <clears throat> February was to read four books. Um, March was a 30 day hot yoga challenge. And now we're rolling with meditation for 10 minutes a day. And it has been so amazing for this, um, these resolutions. I've created it because I'm not good at just sticking to one thing besides marriage. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I thought your, I thought your monthly resolutions were supposed to be like really hard things. It is. Meditation for 10 minutes. When's the last time you meditated for 31 days? <laughs> <I know. laughs> pretty True. Pretty hard. <laughs> um, last time I checked. So it's it's extreme is, is the theme. So yeah. it is extreme for me to meditate every single day. It's extreme to take a, 30, you know, a high yoga class every single day. Yeah. I was doing it three times a week before. It's extreme to read four books in one month. And I think it's extreme to wake up at 5 a.m. if you don't have to. And I sure as hell didn't work in January and I sure as hell <laughs> didn't have to wake up at 5 a.m. So, um, but yeah, it's just been really cool and, and really great for my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health. Um, I've really enjoyed like accomplishing these, these, um, resolutions every month. It feels really good to check them off the list and, uh, I'm really happy I created them. And for anyone who's asking like, well, are you going to stick to it? Um, I've still, I'm not going to do yoga every single day. Um, We'll see about meditation, maybe. And uh, the 5 a.m. club, I, I was doing really well for a while, even after January. I got to get back on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't plan on reading <laughs> four books a month, but I, <laughs> I will read at least two. So it's just what been... What four books did you read? I read... I'm sure they're going to want to know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no particular order. I read um, Think Again. I read um, David Goggins' Never Finished. I read um, The Five Love Languages for Men again, because I needed a recap. And then I read... Um, Morning oh, Miracle. Uh, no, I, I swapped I, I swapped that for The um, Five Love Languages for Men. Um, I read... Oh, no, sorry. I read The Four Seasons of Marriage. I'm sorry. By Gary Chapman. And the fourth one was um, The I Will Teach You to Be Rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, you, uh, did I tell you, he's got a Netflix Yeah, you sent it to me, I coming can't out. wait. Yeah, it comes out this month, so that'll be cool. Yeah. So, yeah, so anyways. By the way, side note, Yeah. that was a book I got for Justin in, like, 2018. 
2018. Yeah. I feel like it was before the wedding. Yeah, I think it was. Or maybe the year of the wedding. But and side note, <laughs> Justin um, doesn't do well when people <laughs> tell him what to do. It's got to be <laughs> kind of on his discovery and his, his terms. But such is life. You know what I mean? Like, I think if I would have read that at that time, I might not have taken it as seriously as I did now. Yeah. So better late than never. That's why I said the other day, too, when you were like, if I would have met you sooner, I would have had A, B and C figured out. And I was like, I don't really agree with that. I feel like yeah. you wouldn't have. <laughs> you can't help but think it, though. Yeah. You know, like we all have that moment of like, if only I would have started this back when, mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, you know, timing again and everything happens for a reason. So yeah, better late than never. And uh, still rolling with golf. Heavy. I love it. Getting really good. And uh I love how you just like light up when you talk about golf. Okay. <laughs> like your whole like glow. It's a it's a love I have yet to experience. You were like talking about all the bugs, all of your challenges, all of your New Year's res new month resolutions, and then you're like, and of course I'm still golfing. You know, it's you it's just became so smitten. I'll I'll explain why. I've let people know why golf isn't so is, is so important to me for a lot of reasons. My mental health is is one of them. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, I'm outdoors is another. I'm one with nature. I get to ground and all that. But I think what I really love about golf is it. I finally found something that feeds my competitive juices. Yeah. Because you know I was in basketball leagues and stuff, but I you know I'm not 22 anymore. I can't mm -hmm. move the way I want to. I can't jump the way I want to, and I'm also afraid like. If I get hurt now, it's a whole different recovery time. <laughs> so, um, and I also can't work. So I think with golf, it's like, this is something, and it's so much harder than any other sport I've ever done. So it's just this like itch you want to scratch every single time you go out. And when you do scratch it, it just, mm. it's the spot. Yeah. But anyways, that's, that's what I've been up to. Are you warmed up now, honey? I mean, Ready to go? I just feel like my been up to isn't as exciting as yours. Like I don't have any New Year's resolutions that I've been doing, although, you know, Occasionally, I've been waking up when you wake up. Yeah. Um, I naturally just wake up by like 6, 6.30. So I feel yeah. like, but when you were doing the 5 a.m., I tried to do that a couple times with you mm. or a few times. I don't know. Um, working out more, trying to yeah. get my, you know, 25-year-old body back. <laughs> mm -hmm. You got it, love. Um, and just working on work stuff. And I think this was the year that last year was a lot of like the last two years was a lot of saving for me. And now mm. I'm just trying to maneuver my money in the right ways to create a retirement plan, um, more savings and more return on my money. So, yeah. Yep. Our money. It's <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny you say like, you know your update maybe isn't as exciting or elaborate i guess is mine and it makes me think because i um j cole was talking about something on, a, on an interview and he was basically saying how he envies people who are totally okay with like living a routine kind of normal not, not to put a, a mm. negative term on mm -hmm. normal but you know not trying to change the world you know not trying to yeah. like come up with some groundbreaking thing or whatever like just kind of flying under the radar and, c and being consistent with it. And I was like, God, I relate to that. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a big part of me that wishes I wasn't so ambitious. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I'm super amb ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that we're, 
I don't know. I feel like. Well, I guess when I mean ambitious, I'm talking about like. Um, I'm ambitious in so many different things, I guess, if you will, like. Obviously, the podcast, my consultation business, speaking engagements, TV appearances, and these yeah. are like huge things. I think it's you know, like you're it's entering like another realm of of a career path, you know, yeah. so it takes a lot more um, startup, you know. Yeah, right. And it's it's in the realm of a lot of creativity Yeah. versus I feel like. I'm doing what I've been doing since I was 19 years old. Right. And um, so, yeah. That's true. Yeah. But my stuff is still fun. No, yeah, (laughs) for sure. I I, I think like, I don't know. I just have, I put a lot of pressure on myself and then it's like, it's just a lot. Yeah. I think it, I mean, it's a lot when you're going into a, to a whole different realm of, of a career path that you see being so big, you know, mm-hmm. and and kind of getting started or a late start, not I mean better late than never, but yeah. um it just feels overwhelming with all the things that you need to do and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very true. And then being like a creative person, I feel like your mind probably goes a million miles an hour with like the creativity of like what more you can do that can make it even better. Yeah, every day. Yeah. Which is why I golf, because it's an outlet. <laughs> it's a balance. <laughs> Pardon the interruption. Just wanted to hop in here really quick for a couple reminders. The first reminder is the merch is available and it is back better than ever. I have some beautiful, super dope new designs, especially with the gratitude for the win, therapy for the win, and the vulnerability and normalizing that for men. Those three designs are brand new. I personally love them, and I'm really excited to showcase them to you guys, and and I'm hoping you have the same feeling that I do. So you can go get those right now at justindavis.life. That's justindavis.life. Of course, the link will be in the description below, whether you're listening or watching this. But again, just a friendly reminder, still merch out here. Got some long sleeves, got some crew neck sweatshirts, got some hoodies, got some t-shirts, whatever you need, whatever climate and season you're in. By the way, this time, as I switch some stuff around, shipping. I repeat, shipping worldwide. For all the international followers and the, and the beautiful supporters of the community, I'm sorry about the past, but it's a new day. Get your merch too. It costs you a little pretty penny because shipping overseas apparently is crazy expensive as I came to find out. But nonetheless, we are now shipping internationally. So justindavis.life, go get yours, support your boy, and spread the message. Some beautiful ones out there. Back to the episode. Um, and then in terms of us, um, actually, what would you rate us on a scale of one to ten currently? I personally feel like we've never been better. Mm. Yeah. So what would you rate us on a scale of one to ten? I would say ten? nine and a half. Yeah. So we've been a ten. Well, I I'm <laughs> trying to be conservative <laughs> i guess yeah. um i think being that we've never been better yeah i would definitely say we're a 10 like i feel like in all areas of a relationship and what you know the the cocktail of a relationship i feel like we're hitting them all right now yeah um and i feel like we're super connected in mm. a lot of ways so i 
feel, I guess I rate it a nine and a half because I always feel like there's room to improve yeah. and be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like where we've come from and what we've been through in, and, and right now it would say a 10, but as far as like where we can go, I feel like we can go to a hundred, we can go to a thousand, you know? Yeah, um, sure. I just feel like there's so much more, but I finally feel like you and I are in a place where we have really gotten to know each other and understand each other to another level that allows us to um to not really hone in on like the little things about Mm -hmm. one another that makes sense yeah why do you think that is um i think for me i feel like i've always you know understood you to a certain extent but I finally feel like you're starting to understand me to a certain extent where it's kind of alleviated a lot of like the pressure I felt. Um, and I kind of feel like I more so can be a little bit more myself without feeling like you're going to be upset about something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that question would probably be like, what, what changed with you? Well, I was going to say, I think what helped me in this change is you being more yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think with that, you've let down some guards, some walls. Mm-hmm. Um, the trust has been um, at a really good place. And, and not just trust, you know, f- infidelity-wise. Mm-hmm. Trust, like, that, well, I mean, I guess you can explain I think the trust part. I think part of it, like, what I've been really working on within myself is um, retraining myself to get out of, like, that independent way of thinking, Um, Mm -hmm. and really trying to think of it, of everything we do, even like, you know, when, when I was saying stuff about money, it's like, I'm rewiring my brain, my brain to say more we, and, you know, like if instead of like, I make X amount a year, it's Mm -hmm. like, we make X Mm -hmm. amount a year. And, um, I think my natural brain has always been very independent, hence independent Shay. One of the nicknames. Um, that I've just been really trying to be more conscious of of being more inclusive with you. Mm-hmm. I want to stay there because I actually just had one of my regular consultation clients and, and she was really intrigued as to how you kind of transitioned from that independent Shay to relationship Shay and kind of what that process was like, what it took for that transition, mm-hmm. and um, kind of like a step-by-step. I think it's just like in anything, when whether it's like if you're trying to, you know, change a diet, mm-hmm. you just have to be very aware and very conscious in the day-to-day moments, mm-hmm. you know, with, um, and I, you know, I catch myself sometimes, even like you and I were having a conversation yesterday about something, and in about another married couple and you you were like oh well who's the breadwinner and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get out of like thinking like that so I'm like it doesn't matter who the breadwinner is they're married you know Mm -hmm. and so like even that shift of just like really trying to shift it in my mind and and I think it was like obviously I've always been aware that I've been like that um but I never had a reason to change it you know Mm -hmm. until like I saw it bleeding into our marriage in the worst ways yeah. And that's when I just, you know, had the fire in me to want to change it and, and be more not just aware, but conscious in my day to day of how I speak of us 
mm-hmm. and how I look at us and how I, I just don't want to feel that divide. I want to feel like that true unity that comes when you are married Do you that you're supposed to have when you're married. Yeah. And, and I've definitely felt that shift within you. And I think it's really helped me lean more into us mm-hmm. because I think initially with independent Shay and for me, it's not so much independent Justin, but it, I think it's like, um, guarded Justin, mm-hmm. right? So guarded Justin meeting independent Shay is, is like a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And we've, if we really think back of, of majority of our issues and our time together, I think those two people are the cause and the reason for a lot of it. So with I this think, yeah, I think that not to interrupt you, but I do think that that's like that dance that a lot of couples get into where it's right. like that trauma bond where it's like my trauma, part of my trauma bond is, you know, seeing my mom grow up very independently and not really being inclusive with her within her union and then just like naturally embedding that into my, you know, upbringing, my life and now in my marriage and you are very guarded when you feel like someone's like blocking you out of something. So yeah. I feel like we were in that vicious dance of like, you know, I'm, I'm being independent and then you're being guarded and, you know, we can never get out of it. Cause you know, it's yeah. like the trauma bond that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. And, where and, I and I think, well, to help you out, I think part of that trauma bond and this, the cycle of it continuing is because we were maybe subconsciously waiting for the other person to kind of say, wave the white foot, white flag. Hey, I'm, I'm here. I surrender. I want this to work. And I think because we weren't willing to wave that white flag for past traumatic experiences or triggers or just reference points. Um, I think we were both were like, you know, standing our guard. Yeah. I think it's also like, it's all we known, you know, we built yeah. up those trauma bonds at such a young age that, mm it's really all we known. It was part of our identity. You sure. know, it was part of our, our, our protection growing up. You know, it was our mm-hmm. safe comfort zone yeah. that we were we can in. Trust it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I was going to say something else and I forgot, but what okay, were you going to say? I was just going to ask a little bit more about this independent transition. Um, because I think for men too, but not, not just women, but I think it's really hard for people, especially probably my client, I uh, just turned 34. And I think, in those early to mid thirties is like a real test because, you know, we know women in their forties right now. And it's like, it's really hard for them to let go of their independence because they mm-hmm. fear of losing that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. I know men who are going to be single for life and are in their forties yeah. because they're also afraid of losing that independence. And I think I'll answer and maybe your thought will come back to you. For me, as much as I'd never had the, 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 urge for the independence I did have the urge to protect my heart um, but I also had this bigger urge to create us as a union as one mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. part of that transition from my guard to my walls to letting you in was you've created a, enough of a safe space and enough of a consistent resume that I can trust it so my default goes to like protect your heart right? Protect your mind, protect your emotions. But then I, I flash back to all the, the reference points that you've given me where it's like, no, no, you can trust her. Remember that one time we had that moment where fill in the blank and shaded. Oh yeah, that's right. And I, and I keep going through the the repertoire, if you will, again, thinking about your resume and it really helps me come back into the default mode. It helps me come back to the table of the conflict issue or the trigger issue to say, no, this is us. This is a union. Mm-hmm. 
And the other thing that really helps too is I know what it is to do the opposite. <laughs> I mean, I really know mm-hmm. what it is. You talk about growing up with your mom, growing up with my mom and just uh, my dad, you know, little that I did growing up. But as I got older, seeing him um, interacting relationships, a lot of it was very much so me first, selfishly. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be good. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be good. And that was the mentality I just adopted. Mm-hmm. And no offense to them, but their life didn't turn out the way that I personally would, would want to replicate. And so I thought, well, I can't maybe learn from them, but I could definitely learn from their mistakes. And this is something I don't want to repeat. I want a union. And I think part of what blocked me was the fact that I really had to let go of that selfishness, me Mm -hmm. first, protect myself. Um, Because in protecting myself, I was giving you a way less of a version that you deserved. Yeah. I think it's also like just looking beyond your own fears. Like, I had to really... What were some of your fears for independence? I think just, like, a lot of, like, the trust. Like, can I trust this person? Um, I think, you know, I just feel like, you know, a lot of times it's it's easier to just lead with fear than love. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, just, just trying to really look beyond my fears mm-hmm. and what that looks like. And just knowing that if I stepped into that that's the place that I can, can, if I can get to that place, that's, that's the place that I feel will come with no regret. Can you explain the place a little bit more? Like stepping outside of my fear, just like, like, let's pretend there's, you know, this person's not going to hurt me Mm -hmm. and there's, there's nothing that can go wrong. Like who am I going to be in that moment? Right. And I feel like a lot of our relationship, I was never the person that I would be in the moment if I, like stepped outside of my fears totally we're going to talk about that in the next episode for sure yeah Yeah. pardon the interruption part two right now i wanted to come in and talk about what you continue to hear me talking about throughout this episode and this season which is the consultations that i offer consultations with jd may or may not be for you but if they are for you or you're thinking can they be for me let's go over what entails consultation with jd first off it's one-on-one between you and i or you and I and Shay, if you'd like, or better yet, you, your partner, me and Shay. Now, I record every single session via Zoom because of this main reason. You're not going to have to worry about what I said, what you said, what Shay said, what we came up with. You can just focus. And when I send you the recording after the session's over, you can play the recording back, listen to it, watch it as many times as you'd like to soak up all the information that we got throughout that session. Lastly, I'm going to read a couple of different reviews that I've had from my clients. I thought I'd share just again so you can get an idea of what's the session like with JD. My consultation with JD was a great experience. He allowed me to see my situation from a different point of view, which was very helpful, even more so than my therapy sessions. Sessions with JD can't be described in one word, so I'll use a few. Informative, understanding, deep, sobering, realizing, inspirational, kind, and growing. He shows up just as much as I do, if not more. It's a safe space where I can be myself. He will challenge you to help you grow at your own pace. And you wouldn't think that someone who doesn't know you at all can help you learn about yourself in just a couple sessions. JD is an incredibly skilled coach. He has such an easy way of connecting with you and making you feel seen and understood. Yet he isn't afraid to challenge you and hold you accountable. We got right to it our first session and I walked away with tactical next steps to take towards my goals. 
you get the sense he has really done the work for himself and is excited to share with others. I can't wait to work with him further. So again, a couple beautiful reviews from some amazing people, ones who I really admire to show up to do the work because it's not easy. But again, you don't have to do it alone. So consultations with JD, the link is in the description below. I'm here when you're ready to get to work. Back to the episode. So I guess back to the transition of the independence. Um, obviously, you don't really have regret with the, with the transition, but um, what advice would you give to someone who's really struggling in that department? Just like a, like a bullet point cliff notes, like if you take away anything from the independent talk, what are you leaving them with? It's so hard because I think it was something that has been in the works for me for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think ultimately it's just a matter of like really, really like wanting it. You know, it's kind of like no different if someone's trying to quit smoking or Mm -hmm. quit drinking. It's like you have to really, really, really want it and know what, what you want, like have that clear picture of what, what you want looks like. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I think that, I don't know, I just feel like I just really <laughs> consciously, I think the only advice that I can give is just be conscious about it, you know, um, conscious, you know, anything in your life, we talk about conscious spending, conscious eating, you know, it's no different. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of times that I catch myself thinking independently and I replace those thoughts mm. with like us. Yeah. No, that's really good. And I, so basically like lean more with your will and your determination to change as opposed to just your default mode. Yeah. Um, and cause it's going to be worth it. And I, I think too, but that, the, that part of recognizing that is yeah. probably the hardest part Sure. because you're so used to your default and you get so stuck in your own ways of thinking yeah. that you don't recognize when you're thinking mm-hmm. those ways. So I think that's probably the hardest part. Once you can unlock that, it's like just being mindful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And and to add to it, I think um, understanding that you're trying to change that neural pathway Mm -hmm. of independent Shay, of independent fill in your blank for your name. And it's going to take time to change that neural pathway. And to change that neural pathway, you have to create new experiences and keep building on those new experiences, adding, okay, I have five new experiences, double that, and I have 10, double that, and I Mm -hmm. have 20. And slowly but surely, you're going to have enough experience to know I can trust this new version of me. And And the default mode will start to slowly but surely fade out. And that's actually like the rewarding part to it is when you do start to see how much of an effect it has like your simple change, how much of an effect it has on, like for me in my case, it's like with us, like I've seen because of my actions in my conscious way of thinking now, Mm -hmm. how much it's like resulted in, in a better version of you where it's almost like now I'm, I'm pulling a, a, like a A more vulnerable, a more version side of him out of him that I've been wanting. And it's like crazy to think that this whole time I might've had that control. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, it takes two to tango, but yeah, it, it, I think in hindsight now, I realize that that was a big block for me. Mm-hmm. And I think by you removing that block, it then again like allows you, you to be more 
open and free not to say that you weren't ever vulnerable because i feel like that's one thing i've always loved about you Mm -hmm. but i feel like there was always a piece of you that was missing and i feel like it's essentially like i feel like i had the key that whole time and the moment i i brought down my wall was then it it gave you an even safer place to bring down the last standing wall you had you know Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so i mean there you have it i mean there's there's a lot of benefit and it's very worth it to work on this independence um that's a great answer because it is you're right it's not just about the benefit that you got it's Mm -hmm. the benefit that now we got Mm -hmm. i got you got we got and And then uh, seeing that only inspires me more makes me more like you know just wanting to like you know get even further yeah and let's be honest too right i mean a lot of it's going to be the the struggle of this transition is going to be really tough when you're triggered Mm-hmm. right because again your i always talk about this your brain has two jobs to focus on am i comfortable and am i yeah. safe and when we are triggered in times of conflict your brain is on overdrive for those two things and if you're just beginning your transition from independent to non-independence it's going to be really hard for that default to just not show up mm-hmm. so manage your expectations and recognize like you said catch it in that moment to say oh, okay i think i'm moving more independent mm-hmm. shay here I'm trying to work on not doing that. Let me let me try this route. Yeah. Easier said than done, but it is it is doable and it is possible yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's a great answer, Lev, and, and a great uh, intro to this season. Too. <laughs> that, was a, that was a beautiful job. And let me just also add too, I'm I'm really proud of you because I know how hard it is to change something about yourself, especially as we get older. And I know uh, why well, I shouldn't say I know. I feel like that was probably one of the last major obstacles in the way of us mm-hmm. personally, like, like receiving you. Um, that's, that's what I feel was probably like one of the last pieces and full circle here to your point. I think that is why we're probably at a nine and a half, right? Not only, yeah. but a big part as to why we're at a nine and a half right now. And um, cause I, you know, I used to joke calling you independent Shay, but there was a lot of seriousness behind it and it did show up in a lot of different areas, whether it was mm-hmm. financially, our living situation, um, you know, fill in the blank, et cetera. So to now be in this place, like you, you described earlier is, um, is amazing. It's, um, very welcoming and I feel way more connected Mm -hmm. to you. Um, I mean, I have the best partner for it because I think from day one, you've always led by example on that aspect. You've always included me in everything, your thoughts, your plans, your visions, your work, every single thing um so i'm sorry it just took me so long to kind of get there of you love (laughs) well it took me a long time to do a lot of shit so (laughs) we're gonna get into that Uh, but i think it's a good way to start uh we'll leave it there we'll keep this one really short and sweet um hope that helps you all and um enjoy the next episode credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards.
cards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.